Oh yeah, I've been waiting for that forever, man. Like Iron Man and Doom together. Yeah, you oh, know, man. I I my favorite Doom records are. I got into him around the Vic Vaughn vaudeville villain record was yeah. like the first one, and then right behind that, uh, M Food came out. Yeah. So those two, and then definitely like the King Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, like, I that love that record album. is like super My super hot. Um, like, yeah, rule number one, keep the phasers on stun. Stun, yeah, man. All right, let's do it. I'm going to keep all this in because this is a great way to start it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Startup Soiree podcast. This is your host, Patrick Reif. I am on the move again, uh, calling in from a very early morning uh, up on the avenue in Hamden. Uh, I'm excited. This is the first first time I'm on the avenue recording a podcast, second time in Hamden because I was over at you're in my favorite food lady, Amy Langrier's house, doing a podcast a few weeks ago. Um, so yes, we're on the move, and I am here today with Gerald Sankey, uh, the creative king. Gerald, welcome to the Thank Startup Story Podcast. Thank you for having podcast. me, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's get it started right away so we have a little bit of a primer about who Gerald is. Like, Give me the two to three minutes about yourself. And um, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, born and raised, moved here in 99. Um, we moved here for just a fresh start, um, and I, I I just love the East Coast. I've been living here since, like I said, 99, and what, going on, what, 15, 16 years now? And, like, um, I went to Broadneck Senior High. I lived in Glen Burnie for, like, 10 years in the county, and then okay. we moved to the city, me and my fiance. Okay. So, we get married this June coming up, so I'm excited about What day are you getting married? We're getting married on a Saturday. Is it the 18th? It's the 4th, actually. Okay. So... It's going to be at the Maryland Farm Museum. Awesome. Well, the, the 18th is my birthday, so oh, right, that's right, a right. really good omen. And I know that the 18th is a Saturday this year because my company pixelated. So, like, my company is manufactures photo booths and, oh, rent, cool. and rent photo booths. So, like, the wedding industry is, like, a huge client for us. Ah. So, I see contact forms that, are, that come in, and they're always on, like, Saturdays. Oh, so, okay. I've, been, I've been seeing them for the 18th, so I know that the 18th is a Saturday, which just means, Baltimore, that my birthday party should be exceptional this year. It's falling on a Saturday night, so we'll start planning that now. Um, so who was we? With your family? Uh, with my mom, my sister, and brother. Like my uncle, my uncle lived here since '85, so he was already here. We had family here, so we ended up moving here for fresh start. Lived in Annapolis for two years. Then we ended up moving to Glen Burnie, like I said, and we okay. lived there for like 10 years. My mom still lives there now. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I'm 30. I turned 32 yesterday, actually. Well, Monday. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Happy thank you. Birthday. I'm excited happy about birthday. that. My business partner, Nick's Trisha Kina, happy birthday. Her birthday was yesterday. Awesome. So Aquarius. Whoop, whoop. The Aquarians, right? The Aquarians <laughs> rise. You and Big Boy as well. I've been. I follow him on Instagram. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Big Boy, man. I'm a big outcast fan. We should all know that he's an Aquarius, oh, right? Oh, of course. Right? Of course. Um, cool. So you guys relocated from Alabama. Yes. Into Glen Burnie. Into Glen Burnie. And that's where and you spent a decade. Yeah, and then up. I had I had my daughter when I was twenty. So if you're right, thirty two, so. then you like came in right when high school was starting, right? Pretty much, yeah. So I graduated. I'm thirty five. For full okay. disclosure, I graduated in ninety eight. So you must have graduated in what? Like two thousand three ish. I was like a little behind. Gotcha. So. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. And and moved up with your family. Yeah, I moved up with my family and um. Other than that, after the, after the fact, like I said, I had a daughter at 20, and I started working for Anne Arundel County School Board. I did that for eight years, believe it or not. What were you doing? I was a custodian for okay. eight years. But around the whole time of, of working that job, 
I always I always told myself when I was younger I wanted to be I wanted to do something in clothing and fashion. I always was into sports and sneakers and stuff. Yeah. So I always wanted to be a designer, but I never had the credentials to jump into being a designer. Sure. So everything I learned was basically from what I seen cuz being a consumer like on buying, being in the clothing and stuff like that, and buying stuff, and then learning the more underground brands of things, and then like going deep into that. Because growing up in Montgomery, Alabama, the only place you think about moving is like LA or New York, right? Like wanting to get out of there. So that's the reason why I never go back. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, like I said, I did that for eight years, and finally, like around the what my seventh year working that job, I something dug inside of me and, and like just burst out like a monster that wanted to, like a person to just, I wanted to release what I had in me, my artistic mode of myself. Yeah. Because I never tapped into it like that. I At did all. little projects and all. Like, like what? Like screen, like um, stencil shirts yeah. and like, yeah. I find my working at a school. I worked in the art department, so I find like drawings the kids throw on the ground instead of throwing them away. I'll keep them and like if they want color, I'll color them in and like frame them, do stuff like that. Like, cause I don't know, I'm all, I'm really big into buying things well, getting things that are already used. Uh-huh. I don't know because I feel like everything has some some kind of life left in it. Totally. So I'm I'm really into that versus like buying something brand new and like starting off a journey with it. So I'm really into that and um. The whole thing of what Creative King is, um, I met my fiance and I was drawing a portfolio. Like every day, I would make this agenda to go to work and like on my my downtime, like finish my my work, I would like sit down and draw, and like draw these designs because it wanted to be a t-shirt company. I wanted to make t-shirts. I had no intentions of making a hat. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I didn't even know how. I'm still to this day. I still ask myself, how the hell did I start making hats? Like, right. so I was laying in the bed one day, and I was seeing like, like this is the craze of people or like um, taking sports hats and redoing the brims. Watching a lot of restoration videos and whatnot. So um, I did that one day, and I and I switched swapped out a brim. I was like, huh, this is easy. This is cool. But then I was like, after like a week of doing that, I was like, this is boring. So. I was like, oh, I want to make five pounds because growing up, I loved those hats. Like, I used to be the, that MTV kid. Like, I mean, that was my outlet growing up where I'm from. So, watching MTV all the time, my TV was always on Channel 34. So, I was into that and, like, seeing New York style. And it really hit me when I seen the movie Kids as a young kid. Mm-hmm. And, like, and seeing that movie, like, showed me a whole different world of what kids can be because I was so innocent. Like, and, like seeing culture. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, sneaking to watch that. It came on Cinemax one night. I remember yeah. that. It's, like, I think yeah. it was, like, yeah. that was 96. That was a great, that was a great, that was a good, like, a good, ra- a good racy movie. Oh, yeah. In a lot man. of ways. And yeah. also kind of, like, pretty illuminating of the exactly. side of it as well. And I tapped into the skateboard culture into that, too. Like, I mean, you know Jamie Thomas. He's from Dothan, Alabama. So, that's one thing that kept me driving to want to do other things. And um, back to the uh, the hat thing, but uh, like like I said, I was getting really bored with like doing brims. So one day I sat down. And I was like, you know what? I want to make hats, but I do not want to try to like build some money up and like send off to China to like get somebody to embroider a bulk of hats for me or something like that. I was like, I want it to be more unique. I want to like have a. I want to have a. Um, how can I say it? I wanted to be hands on. Or whatever I made. And I wanted to be hands-on with every piece of each hat. I don't want to just do a design and, like, get them all mass-produced. So what I did was I went to the flea market. I bought a $5 five panel. And I deconstructed it. And I took the the dimensions from it, tweaked it a little bit. And then I I made my own pattern. And from there, I started trying to sew it by hand. (laughs) That was horrible. I don't even know why I tried to do that. Um, My mom, she ended up giving me a sewing machine. So... 
I took the sewing machine. I had no skill of how to sew. I don't, I watched a tutorial on how to thread the bobbin and thread the machine. That was it. And then like it was all for the races. How are you sitting when you were just swapping out the bills? How are you swapping those in? Did oh, those not necessitate? So the bills, I was going to flea. I was not flea markets. I was going to the thrift store because I'm a thrifter. Like I was going to thrift stores and just buying hats. You know, like when companies like have hats and they just donate them because they have a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I find all like the new ones. Or exactly. I would look for all new hats with fresh sweatbands, not damaged, not even worn. Right. So I would go around thrift stores and buy like they're like a dollar, two bucks. So I'd just buy a bunch of them. And my whole premise at first was to do like um recycled hats make hats out of recycled hats so instead of like buying pieces and parts which is a whole totally different thing now because i don't really have the time to go find like hats at the thrift store everything is like we had we manufactured everything at so lab so i sourced my stuff through there um so i was doing that and like i would take hats and i would actually unconstruct like the brim i would take the supports inside the hats like you know how they like, have the, um, the stitching no. on the inside no kind of like um <laughs> When you get a hat that's constructed and it's put together like a six panel hat, and in the inside it has those like um, strips of um, bias inside, okay. I would take all the bias out and reuse the bias in five panel hats. Cool. I would do that, and I would take every piece of the hat, even the inside, the stiffened, the stiffened felt that will hold the like shape. A, you're like a butcher, man. Yeah, you're dude. Like, like that, that's how butcher. I looked at it. That's like how I looked at it. Like all the parts. Exactly. That's cool. I so I don't know any of that stuff that you just said at all, and I'm comfortable with that because it's. It's no one else is going to know any of those things that you just said, like the, the specific parts. And I think that that's a really fascinating like thing to highlight. Right yeah, now I had to learn it. It shows too. how intimately you're involved with every little piece and process of it. You know, like exactly. it's not just buying ball cats and getting a cool patch and stitching it on the front. Exactly. Yeah, this is my thing. Like you're, you're exactly. a hat butcher. Yeah. Hat butcher. That, that can be like your side project. I know, right? You, you <laughs> so I really, um, I really love the, the resourcefulness angle and kind of like the finding stuff that has been deemed not worth it anymore and really breathing new life into it. So I've always been about kind of the narrative that you can put around stuff, whether it's new or whether it's old, and have actually been working for years and years and years on this huge art exhibition um, that I call Cyclical Obsolescence, and it makes mm -hmm. use of 9,000 vinyl LPs that I, like, collected and repurposed and sampled random two-second chunks of and then used those samples to make compositions with and okay. then used all of the records, but then also all of the jackets and all the other stuff and all of these, like, sculptural pieces. So it's been, like, this long-term project, but I feel the same way you do, like, the, the stories and the potential that exists. You know, people think that being creative and um, being innovative is always about having, like, all of these tools at your disposal, right? right? And the reality is that you are the most innovative and the most creative when you have a very select few things that you have to work with, right? Because when right. you have all the options on the table, you don't, you're not backed into a corner, right? You don't have to, like... Exactly. When you have one, two, and three, and I have nothing else but these three things to make this work with, that's when you start to really unlock the potential of how they all interact with each other exactly. and with your brain, right? And, like, push it and push it and change it. So I love it, man. Yeah, like, man. Super cool. That's my thing. All right, so you're doing all of this stuff, right? You're, like, you're putting these things together. Yeah, I was living in Fells Point. Um, I, you familiar with Paul Hudson? 
DDM Bond Street District at all? No, is Bond Street District is that mu- is the that's group, the music right? the group? I'm familiar with. So I grew up um, in Baltimore. I grew up in Dundalk. Yeah. Um, and have been a musician my whole life, but awesome. I have been stepped back for like seven years, eight years now. So I'm not familiar with the people that are in Bond Street District, but I definitely know Fells Point well. I used awesome. to manage the Soundgarden for yeah. years and years. Oh, cool. I worked there. Yeah, that was a there, staple gone, of mine. I love that again, place. Like, I love yeah. that place. I stayed right down the street from Soundgarden. Okay. That's how I met Paul Hudson. Paul okay. Hudson so is, who's Paul Hudson? Paul Hudson is in him and Go DDM. They make, you know what, DDM. They make um, Bond Street District. Gotcha. They got Baltimore's best um, hip-hop group last year. Okay. They're like, they're doing that thing. They're blowing up. I'm like, those are the good friends of mine. And my passion came from, I met Paul Hudson. He was my neighbor. He still lives on Bond Street. That's okay. how he came up with the name. So um, we live right across the street from One Out Mike's. I met Paul Hudson, what, 2012. Uh, we start hanging out, and um, he's a filmer and, like, photographer, but he wanted to do music. So, I mean, I, I didn't know. I was working at the school, and, like, fresh start, moved to the city, me and my fiance, and, like, well, at the time, my girlfriend. So, like, we were just moving to the city and just trying to find, I was trying to find myself, um, She's actually in Dutch studies, and she's a sign language interpreter slash social worker. So, oh, she's a social I mean, worker. Yeah, oh yeah, it's a, she. I hear some crazy stuff. Holding <laughs> it down. Yeah, yeah. But um, and she's one of the reasons why I started, cause like she started doing all my graphic design and whatnot, cause she's really good at that stuff, and we build up from that. And back to Paul Hudson though, like me and Paul, we were just hanging out and like that guy is like super talented. Like, I don't know, man, just being in his presence and, like, he's six years younger than me. And I, I look up to him, like, because I don't think that it should be a no age limit on who you look up to. He's a leader. So, yeah, definitely, for, for sure, definitely a leader. And, like, oh, my God, he must have saved a thousand babies in his past life or something because he just has the best luck, man. Like, <laughs> we're just feeding off each other, dude. Like, it's like, <laughs> we're just feeding off each other. And, like, he said, oh, man, I want to do music. And he started pursuing that, making beats. And, like, while he's doing that, I'm downstairs in the back of the courtyard in my apartment making hats like going through stores still making hats in my coffee tables like computer desk doing that and like making one-offs feeling myself because i'm making my first structured hat i'm then like i'm sneaking on my lunch breaks after my lunch breaks at the school when i'm finished like working i'm in classrooms like cutting fabric and drawing patterns and like Mind you, I don't have any outlets. I'm not selling anything. Right. I'm just building up a passion. Right. You're just, just vibing on it. Just yeah. vibing on it and working and working. Like, push come to shove. I start a website. Try to push it. It goes slow. And then, like, we end up moving. We move to Hamden. So, when we move to Hamden, I'm still making hats. I got a couple sales. Like, sold a couple of my first hats in, like, Canada. And, like, people people actually latched on. But, like, when I look back, I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so damn horrible. But then it's like, sure. but people, people were feeling it. So I was excited about that. But it all came, though, when I actually took the chance to go down to 16 Tons. And I went down to 16 Tons, which is 1021 West 36th Street yeah. on the avenue. And I talked to Dan Daniel Wiley. And I was like, hey, I make hats. Um, Is it okay if I can sell hats in your store? Right. So he was like, yeah, I see what you got. So I brought some stuff. And, like, from there, dude, it just took off. It just... When was that? When did, so when did when did you meet Daniel? And I start? met Daniel in 2013. Okay. And like I've been working with Daniel ever since. That's how I met Jeremiah. Okay. 
he he introduced me to Jeremiah because I was like, man, I'm I'm trying to do something different with my life. I don't want to be I can't I want on the moonlight making hats and then working as a janitor in the in the day. Like I want something. Do you know of anything? Or he's like, actually, I know a guy. He came in. He I know the exact place you should go. Exactly. He's like, you should call this guy now. You ever heard of Whole Fast? I was like, no, I never heard of that. He's like, he's this guy named Jeremiah Jones. He's like, you should go talk to him. I was like, all right. Well, I sent him an email. I mean, scared as up. I didn't think he would get back to me. He got back to me. Like, went down and met him. From there, he started me off working um, in mornings because I worked 2.30 to 11 at the high school. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go there in the mornings from 9. And then that just turned into, like, oh, my God, it was a whole nother beast. Start learning quality control. Um, hell, I was taking off of my, my main job to work at this place. Right. Because I want, I'd rather be so there. You just doing doubled it, it in. You I just doubled it in. You didn't quit doing what you're doing. Nah. You just for like, let me, let, let me, me work here. And I was working here, harder, and like, yeah, I was harder. hustling harder, digging out myself. Yeah. Because yeah. at first it was like I was just comfortable with the aspect of just working a job that gave me benefits and I got good pay. Yeah, sure, I was just sure, getting sure. comfortable Stability. with that. Stability, yeah. I mean, but at the same time, it was like but Jeremiah took you to school. Exactly, and I was like, you know what? And it was a job. Exactly, it was yeah. a job, and I was working. And I liked it, and I, I like learning. Like he started me off with quality control for the first month. Then my, I never used the industrial sewing machine, and then like one day I got on it, and it just it just took off, and we just started working from there. And working there actually made my product ten times better. Sure. Like it added on and it helped me like it helped me know the process of production. It helped me know the process of materials and like um components you're using to make the same things you want to make. And it also took me out of the realm of just making hats. Right. So it's like working on other people's things like trees and token company and like this common and and whole fast straps and whole fast backpacks. So you worked on this bag? Actually, yeah, like yeah, uh, the last run of those that was that's oh my god I'm so tired of looking at them but it was just such hard work man. <laughs> sorry but Jason, like... <laughs> sorry Gary. we're talking about your bag here. We're but oh my god, the Treason brand, dope brand, you Great know what I mean? Dudes. Like make good dudes, man. They make they they're like go getters and they're doing their thing and I mean I'm just happy to be a part of a movement in this city. This city is like finding itself again, like yes, sir. it's coming back with like industrial and textiles and like yes, it's sir. like I just love the atmosphere because I feel like I was a big part of the force of that. I feel like I joined like this force of it's like the Avengers, man. The Avengers of like making shit, man. It's like it's amazing, like hooking up with the IAC, making things and like selling stuff out of uh, bottle of bread and um, for rent shoes. Those guys are awesome too. Um, like, just, just, like, getting my feet wet. Like, not being scared no more. Now it's like, I'm in this mode now to where I'm scared to, like, do anything less. Right. So, it's just constantly it's moving. Hustle. It's just moving and hustling and coming up with new things. And I recently just hooked up with two friends and we started a brand called Moblins. We just had our first release okay. show at uh, Terror Off Contemporary okay. in the Copycat Building. All right, that went good. Two hundred and fifty people showed up. So what is it? Uh, Moblins is it's a like um, my friend Renz and Camille, um, business partners. Um, they went to Micah. One graduated last year. One's uh, or she's about to graduate this year. And like we got together. Uh, I met Camille via Instagram. Okay. So we met each other because I seen some work she did with some hats, and I was like, hey, we should have a sewing session one day. She showed up at Solab, met Jeremiah, we met, and, like, now she works there. Now we're co-workers and business partners, which is really cool. Now she wants to be a teacher, like, very talented girl, very talented young lady. And, like, me, her, and Renz, we, my friend Renz Balactus, he's an artist. He's um really talented guy, too, man. They're just they're two different drawing styles. We got together with my ability to make hats and, like, 
have some input. Uh, I do our social media. Um, we all play a role, and we all like very like um, we're all very into what we what we do, and we all work together very well. And there's no pressure. So what, what's it gonna produce? Uh, we produce we produce like um everything, dude. Like we have like hats, uh, tees, so, so apparel, limited run apparel, cool. like um stuff like that, and like um. We push like a lot in the art community because a lot of our friends are artists, and so we we really carry the aspect with art and lifestyle brand, not just a clothing brand. Hey, we're making clothes, wear our clothes. It's more like, hey, we're making clothes, wear our clothes. Then we got some experimental stuff. Then we got friends that make cool stuff sure. that we're gonna collaborate with us. We, we got plans to do big things like we're gonna like order bulks of vans and do our own like van runs, like twenty five pairs, awesome. stuff like that, man. And just go crazy with it. So I want to say real quick, one that I want to intro to Paul and to Daniel and to Camille and so we can like talk to all of those people as well, but it feels really refreshing to meet this whole collective of people that are happening. I'm, yeah. I'm really grateful. So I've been following... Um, so lab for a while on Instagram, but I've been following you for a long time as well. Oh, cool! cool. Um, for at least six or eight months, I've been following these yeah, I noticed these brands because I like sneak them out. You know, like so my company Pixelated is four years old, and we manufacture photo booths and we rent them all over the world. And we're you know currently trying to raise money to do that on like a bigger scale. Oh, cool, cool. But really, you know what Startup Soiree is about is about meeting people like you and meeting people like Jeremiah. Um, who are dead set on having a big impact in our city and also building a cool big business simultaneously and making sure that all of us know each other and are tight. Because nice. if we all know each other and we're tight, then we get to shape the way that the city changes exactly. in a way that it, that it's changing for all types of people in the city and not just for like the affluent or the people that, that, exactly. are, that have like... Job. And it's not—it's not to denigrate jobs that pay really well. Yeah, yeah, exist, yeah. No, not at all. We can produce all kinds of jobs. Exactly. And we can produce jobs that are, that are applicable to all kinds of people. And being someone who's from Baltimore, that's really what I'm interested in. So it's a like, uh, you know, it is—it's uh, a real pleasure to meet you. Awesome. And to, pleasure and to, to meet you. And to like fall into this network of people because for me, it's just constantly peeling back the onion. And the whole time I'm just like high fiving, you know, like yeah. that, that's like the best analogy. Yeah. I'm just like, there's more shit in here. Like, keep pulling <laughs> it back, and I'm just high fiving the whole way. And it's not like superficial, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can when you listen to this, you will hear how much fun we're having. Like, like that's why we left at this point. You, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but that's why we're gonna leave all that Mad Lib talk at the beginning, right? Oh, because yeah, it's man. like immediately being like, yes, like we're here to talk about business, but like. There's all this other stuff. Exactly. It's our passion for, you know, like, you literally saying, like, I got to 27 years old, and I was like, no, there's something inside of me that I got to, like, I I owe it to myself to figure out what this thing is. And then on the way to really, like, honoring yourself, you're finding all these ways to impact other people and to link up with people that are, like, visionaries like you that are, like, your homeboys, right? Exactly, You know, like, the people in, like, like, I feel like Baltimore, I keep finding this, like, we're just building this bigger and bigger rat pack. And before long, it's going to be this crew of like a thousand creatives that are doing their thing and helping to reshape our city. 
for everyone and like that's a powerful thing to be able yeah. to be involved in so kudos thank you. you thank you so much i want to ask about social i want to so we're we're probably getting close to time so i want to ask two things i want to ask you about social media mm-hmm. and your brand there and then i want to talk a little bit about your two market strategy and where you're kind of selling marketplace wise okay cool. so social first because you because you also said that you're doing the Moblin social yeah. kind of that. So you're the point person in your crew for exactly. your voice. So maybe talk a little bit about like, that. Like me, like I'm a high strung person. Okay. So I have to be doing something. Right now I run three Twitters and I run three Instagrams. Okay. And I run uh, Facebook. And I, I also, like, then out of those three Twitters and Instagram, they're also my, I have my personals in there too. So right. it's like doing that, it's like, that's something I feel like I'm good at. Like advertising things, so yeah. that I push that really hard. So like, creative king. So creative king LLC. Right on, on Instagram. Right. That, that, that add us that there, and then on Twitter we're on uh, um creative king LLC on Twitter. Okay. And uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash creative king LLC page. Okay. Is Moblins with a Z? Uh, Moblins with a Z. There yes. it is. All right. One seventy. I'm number one seventy. So then, what's the third Instagram aside? The from third Marvels? Instagram aside from Moblins is just my, my my regular Instagram. Gotcha. It's the the Creative King, T H three C R three, E A T I V three, and uh, and King the, the G is nine. That is some intense stuff. Yeah, there you are. That, I couldn't I use Creative it. King, so I had to be. I creative. love it. I love it. I love the Sankey <laughs> with the dollar sign. So, what like what happened to make? like make you realize that you understood tone and brand as it tone feeds out through social, right? Cause it's different. That's the whole exactly. thing. Like people, people are like, uh, I was talking with, um, with a woman I was having coffee with yesterday afternoon. And we were talking about brand and how like people think brand means your logo. And it's like, no, like brand is like the tone, the, yeah. like, the like, like if your brand turned into like, a comic book figure and started yelling exactly. at you. That's what your brand is. It's exactly. Like, you know, it's like the Gilbert Godfrey coming out of their mouth, right? Exactly. Like, like Gilbert Godfrey isn't so much just like the picture of him. It's his like annoying ass voice and like the way that it goes. <laughs> like that's his brand, right? Or Pee Wee Herman for that matter. Like I think those are great examples. That's why I named those two weird cool. dudes. Is that I think they're good examples of the way tone Pee-wee and, awesome, and, and storytelling are actually what brand is. Like um, I got my st- structure for my brand by... Like I'm, I'm a consumer that you have the people who are consumers who just buy because they see other people buy, and then you have those consumers who see what they they like and they want to be a part of it. And when I say be a part of it, they want to know where it's made. They want to know what that per- what was on that person's mind when they made it. They want to know like they want to know like um like when I say be a part of, they want to they want to be more than just a person buying a garment. Like and that's how I want people to look at my brand. Right. So that's why I push, like, all the different things I do in, like, my social media and, like, the way I take my photos, the way I present my stuff and, like, how I show myself making my stuff. I want it to be more authentic than, hey, just go buy my shirt. Totally. You know what I mean? Or go buy my hat I made. You know what I mean? Like, I want I wanted to make people feel a part of it because I want to make their, I want to make their experience while looking at my Instagram, I want to make their experience, like, fun. Right. Fun and really interesting, and just not my my hat and a, a white backdrop. And hey, www.creamdavidkina. Yeah. I want to be humorous with it. I want to show you what I'm doing in my life. Sure. I want to show you things that I'm into. All that. I wanna I wanna 
not only show you my brand, but show you who I am as a person. Yeah. And show you what gives me the strategy. Or like when I make when I post silly stuff like mood stuff and like I have like John Cusack holding the the you know what I mean from I forgot the box sixteen yeah <laughs> say anything uh, like posting stuff like that. I, I want you to see my sense of humor, not just that. I want you to see like everything I put into my brand. Totally. I know so that that's what I'm about. That exact. I remember seeing you post that. Yeah. <laughs> <Kyle>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're totally on it. It's about really, like, coloring that thing. For me, Instagram is... So, I use Instagram a lot. I also spend a lot of time on, on Snapchat now because I'm really trying to be progressive with understanding, like, the new stuff as it comes out. Not that Snapchat is at all new, um, but it's starting to scale to new now. Yeah. Um, but, it, like, for me, the opportunity with Instagram is the conversation to have on it. Exactly. So I'm, all, I'm like, super vocal in threads. And it's not because I'm trying to, like, get my handle all over the place. It's just because, like, it's like Twitter. Except exactly. it's more relevant. Because, exactly. like, there's, like, this very specific kind of thing that it happens underneath of. And the way that it, the way that it collects a conversation underneath of it as opposed to, Twitter being kind of like, unless you dig down into it, then it'll link the whole conversation thread together. Exactly. Whereas it's all kind of happening under it. So it ends up feeling more like a comments thread. Yeah. Um, but it's got that very verbose, like in the moment, people literally like second by second talking to each other over these threads. And there's something that's really interesting about it because generally speaking, the content that's going on Instagram isn't negative content, even if it's negative it's meant to be fun like exactly you know I mean? like exactly. so what it does is it it keeps the tone of most conversation in the threads pitched in a positive light right so right. like people that are engaging in those threads even though it might be something that's like a fail moment it's like meant to be funny so exactly like the people are talking about are like laughing about it and i think that there's just something really interesting that happens in instagram threads particularly where people are just like very excited to be like talking to one another and i think that there's like a real sweet spot it won't stay like that forever at nah, some point, nah. like it'll change and exactly. it won't be as fun or people will, the fun people will move on to new platforms but right now that's one of the things that exactly. is most engaging so what about marketplace where marketplace on uh, creative king is available at 16 tons 1021 west 36th street in hamden baltimore maryland and then on Re, oh, what's her address? I think it's uh, it's bottled bread. I'm sold at bottled bread. Marissa's awesome, and it's uh, I don't know the the address numbers. It's on Reed Street. On Reed Street. Yeah. Over in is it over by the by the um like the barber shop? By the barber shop. And yeah, the bun shop. Exactly. There. So West Reed. West Reed Street. Yes. Like two blocks. It's between, right there. You can't miss it. It's, like it's right there. Um, Park and it's between Park and MLK. Yeah. Reed. Yeah. It's two blocks, guys. Find them. Yeah, definitely <laughs> find, find Bottle of Bread. Marissa's awesome, and she has really cool stuff in there. And For Rent Shoes. Uh-huh. Uh, for Rent Shoes, 15, or 515 uh, Cathedral Street. Those guys are awesome. They have premier sneakers in Baltimore. They it, it's just they have their own style of things going on in there, and they're pushing it really good. They have a good business ethic, and they're awesome. So right. definitely check them out. So what about globally? Globally, I'm on www.creative-king.com. Check me out there. And I'm on Etsy. Um, Creative King LLC on Etsy. So check me out at Etsy.com. You can just search me. Is that your storefront? Uh, this Creative King storefront on Etsy, too, as well. And then you also have one on your website? And, and on my website. Which one moves more? The one moves more is uh, my website. Your website. My website moves more. And I'm on um, 
www.forenshoes.com. Okay. So I'm on there too. Cool. And like right now I'm working on other outlets. I'm trying to like work my way out of the city. I'm, I'm trying to like plan to go to like Frederick and. Yeah, what's that shop so there? Um, the shop is Citizen Frederick. Citizen, I'm yeah. trying to see if I can get my foot in the door and talk to those guys. Yeah, my impression that they're pretty cool people also. Yeah, definitely. Um, they, they do, they have a nice shop too. Yeah. And I like how they got their new barber shop too. That's pretty awesome. All right, man. Where where do people? So we already talked about your, your where to follow on Instagram and now where to buy your stuff. But where do people email you when they just? Oh, if you want to email me to contact me about hats, hat sales, or anything, it's creativekingllc at gmail Definitely hit me up there. Or if you can't give me there, just go to my Instagram creative at creativekingllc and just shoot me a question. I do answer back. I'm not one of those people to just get questions and not say anything. Ignore them. Nah, I don't do that at all because I'm not tooting my own horn like at all. I'm very humble when it comes to that because I, I think everybody should be listened to. I mean, if you can listen to them, like I understand if it's like if it's blowing up in the inbox, but it's not it's not there yet. Right. Right. <laughs> and even then, still, you should still be diligent about oh, it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, Gerald, thanks, man. This Thank has been you. like an I awesome. What a great way to start my day. Uh, really excited. Thanks for for lending us some time so we could talk to you. Hell yeah! Thank you, man. All right, guys, you heard it. Uh, another exceptional business right here in Baltimore City. Uh, I want to encourage you all not only to talk to this man on Instagram because it is a lot of fun, but also go buy some of his hats, like rep locally made stuff. Go buy a hat from him. Go buy a bag from 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 Jeremiah, from Solab, or from Treason. Um, support these local businesses because they're making incredible wares and you will look cool wearing them. Yeah, you will. <laughs> I do. Um, only because of them. Okay, if you haven't yet, please uh, hit the subscribe button, whether this is the iTunes player, Stitcher Radio, the SoundCloud app, YouTube, we're in all those spots and I need your subscription there. Take a few minutes, head over to the iTunes store, leave us a quick review, let the world know what it is you find fascinating about the Startup Soiree podcast. Your reviews help more people find our podcast, and that helps us find more attention for these businesses in our great, great city. Um, that's all I got. This is going to air before the February soiree, so I want to see everyone at Maryland Art Place on the 25th for our talk with B. Cole uh, from Brioxi. All right, that's it. Keep taking care of each other. Peace.